Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. Survivor minor scare at the start of the second half to knock non-league Colville out of the cup. We're in the hat for round two. Welcome to Charlton Live. Hello and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday. I hope you guys are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendez. On this week's show, then, we will, of course, be looking back uh, at yesterday's FA Cup first round win uh, over Colville Town 4 1 uh, in the end. Pretty comfortable overall, other than maybe 15 minutes at the start of the second half where. Uh, uh, they, they started to come back into it and it got a little bit a little bit nervy. But yeah, in the end, Charlton through uh, into round two. So joining me to have that conversation first up, Mr. Ben Cloak. How Ben? Hello, mate. Yeah, all good, thank you. I've got my Red Bull and some chocolate digestives here. That's what Sunday mornings are for, eh? Oh, that's what, that's what they prescribe when you've had a nasty bout of cup fever, isn't it? Just to keep you ticking over. And also joining us uh, is the first lady of Charlton Live, Sue Gallup. How are you doing, Sue? All good. Good, thanks, boys. Looking yeah. forward to another third one on the trot. Yeah, this is a hat trick. It's a hat trick for all of us, actually. I think we have to we have to go and get t-shirts made or something. Um, <laughs> so, uh, as I said on this week's show, we will look back at that game uh, with Colby. We'll hear the goals uh, shortly. Uh, we will, of course, hear the uh, views of the manager, uh, Ben Garner. We've got an interview with Jack Payne as well, man of the match yesterday, two goals and an assist. Uh, we've also got an interview with uh, Jake Eggleton. Now, a great, great story. Colville defender who's been a Charlton fan uh, all his life and came so agonisingly close to scoring right at the end there. So it would be the only time this season I would have been happy for Charlton to concede. But, um, yeah, got to speak to Jake uh, after the uh, as well. Uh, we're going to hear from Richard Wiseman from the Ch- Supporters Trust. Um, they sat down for a, a big long meeting with Thomas Sangard uh, last week, so I wanted to find out a little bit more about what happened uh, in that meeting. And of course, we will look ahead uh, to Tuesday's um, League Cup tie uh, up at Stevenage. Uh, another big game, a third third cup tie in a row. So uh, just before we hear the goals, Ben, um, yeah, it, it was slightly uncomfortable for 15-20 minutes, um, but overall we, we got the job done. Yeah, we did. We put out a strong lineup. 
And uh, again, players in that team that have got a point to prove. And uh, yeah, look, it, it, overall, you look at the scoreline, you say it was fairly comfortable. Starting bit of that second half, I don't think we came out. Our passes were sloppy. And look, they, they were always going to have a little go at us, weren't they? Look, they're not going to get this chance again, some of those players. Especially, as you said, with Eggleton playing against his boyhood club. Um, and they took their chance brilliantly. A, a lapse in defence at the back for us. Um, and they took it. It's a fair play to them. It was great seeing like their fans celebrate, as we said in the week. We know... What, how, what it means to these fans of non-league clubs. Us three follow non-league football and you have so many uh, volunteers and, and people that are involved in the club. So for them, it was great to, great to see their celebrations, but then let us get the job done. And we did. And I thought all four, all four goals, we took really well. I think they were all well-taken goals. You could see the class um, show through with the... Um, divisions between the two sides and uh yeah great to see Jack Payne get another couple of goals and I mean yeah he's definitely banging on the door now to start um again on Tuesday in a big game but again for league game so yeah and good for Jaden to get a goal I thought it was a bit odd with the formation I thought well, obviously Jaden's been playing better in a two up front whether that be Leeburn or Kirk um, I guess we are short on numbers who to put up front with him in that situation but he was quite isolated at times but look if you put crosses in he'll score them and obviously he did that yesterday so yeah overall a comfortable victory a bit of a scare in the start of the second half but um, I thought we can come out of it with a lot of credit well taken goals so um, yeah positive display it certainly was. Well, let's have a listen back to the goals then from Charlton TV, your commentators, as always, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Dobson tidies up. He's out to Cessnion. Lovely ball, avoiding the sliding challenge out to Morgan. Morgan with Campbell on his outside. Campbell cuts back in on his right, gets the ball into the box. Look at Payne, gets his header! And there's the opening goal. 23 minutes into the game, Jack Payne opens the scoring. Lovely move on that left-hand side. The ball from Cessnion out to, and Morgan out to Campbell. Back on his right foot, lovely ball in. And Payne converts beyond Paul White. Does have Campbell short and Morgan likewise, and Payne rightly sends them away and looks to whip this in. In towards Stockley, free header. Oh, yeah. And Charlton get their second through their captain, Stockley. Payne's corner. Stockley completely unmarked, and you can't give Stockley opportunities like that to head. And Stockley gives Charlton a second right before half time. Uh, superbly worked. Long, well. ball. Okay, long ball forward looking towards Chambers, headed back by Lavelle, comes to Chambers, looks to Lon Wallacott and has got Colville Town back in the game. The mix-up at the Charlton defence, Lavelle looked to head back towards Wallacott. His header went wayward and bounced up for Chambers. It's a lovely, delicate finish over the top of Wallacott. And Colville back in the game. Well, only Sam Lavelle will know what he was trying to do there. The ball over the top, he only had to cushion the header in front of him. And he still had Zach Mitchell alongside in case that he couldn't get to the dropping ball. Instead, inexplicably tried to head it backwards when, what, he was 20 yards out from goal? And all he did was set up Chambers. Session Campbell, Session in support behind him, still on the Charlton left. Goes back out to the left, ball into the box. Payne takes it under control, snapshot! Oh, that's a lovely finish. Jack Payne with Charlton's third. Good work on this left-hand side. Foster Kasky found Campbell back inside the Session on. The drilled ball across when it came was superbly controlled by Jack Payne, who turned in an instant and put his shot beyond Paul White to give Charlton a two-goal cushion again. Just a bit of class from Jack Payne. Got Sessignon out to the right. Stead finds Anike. Now out to Campbell on the left. Towards the touchline he goes, back and inside to Sessignon. Little touch into Anike once more. Takes the shot. Oh, that's a good finish. Chucks Anike. Took the ball just inside the penalty area from Sessignon's short pass. And an instant turn and hit beyond Paul White gives Charlton a 4-1 lead. Well, the one that went in the stands earlier, that's what he was looking to try and do. And he hits it with power. Gets the accuracy. There's not many goalkeepers who can stop it. We go cheers to the boys for their commentary uh, yesterday of, uh, yeah, an enjoyable cup tie, I'd suggest. You know, we were in absolute control in, in the first half. Um, and, and it was no real surprise that we went in two goals to the good, but they, they made a fist of it at the start of the second half, an excellent an excellent finish from 
uh, from Ashley Chambers. It, it did come from a defensive error, which we'll have to talk about shortly. But I mean, we'll start off with the positives. Um, a, a goal, uh, well, two goals and an assist for for Jack Payne. And uh, the first one, I mean, that's just for someone who's, who stands at five foot five, you don't expect to see many headers from him, Sue. But there was a, actually a brilliantly taken header, and uh, and you must say a superb cross from from Tyrese Campbell. Yeah, uh, watching it, watching it back, you like he's just so little. Um, I think actually, I'm only a, an inch shorter than him, so I was just trying to imagine myself going up for an edda. But no, I'm watching them goals. I've watched them back a few times, and and like Ben said, all of them were like great goals. Nothing like no sort of sloppy like goal line battles or anything like that like very very clear-cut chances and and having more chances than that in the game the the scoreline could have been higher but I think Jack's really I'm really pleased for him it's it's showing what we'd kind of heard about him before he signed for us Um, and I I really hope that Ben gives him his opportunity in the league I I, I guess he's probably a, a a certain starter for uh, the Stevenage game but I think he should be given his opportunity in the league mm. he's, he's showing that he's capable it's, it's interesting um, isn't it I guess like the the, the position he plays which where, where I think he'd be at his best is probably the wide the wide forwards or the wide uh, wide areas um, and and he's a bit unlucky that we've got Blackett Taylor and Raksaki who've been some of our highest performers there as well so you can I can see why you'd want him to start and and he's certainly picking up good numbers in terms of goal contributions he's up there with everyone else isn't he Sue? Yeah it's it's, I I think it's a difficult one because obviously with Raksaki it's he's a lone player I'd always want one of our own to be starting above a lone player if if possible so like you say it's Corey coming back from from injury, I'd be giving him a few, maybe a few more bench starts and, and starting with Jack and seeing how it goes. Um, but yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's great for him with with the goals coming in. Um, he's he's definitely going to give Ben some tough decisions to make. Yeah, certainly. Um, so the the second goal, of course, Jaden Stockley, uh, as we've said, has needed a goal, uh, and I did ask Ben Garner. Uh, in the interview, which we'll hear shortly, if he would have expected uh, more goals from him, we ha- we have to talk, you know, about the downside yesterday. Uh, Terrell Thomas going off injured, um, and then it's leaving a short at centre halves. And currently, one of the centre halves who looks like he's probably going to be starting games for a little while, Sam Lavelle, is uh, is absolutely at rock bottom in terms of confidence. And it was his mistake that led to um, the the goal for Colville Town yesterday, Ben, and that 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 will be a concern because we've yet really to see it from Sam, and and now it's probable that he's going to be thrust into the limelight for the next few weeks in in the league games as well. Yeah, obviously he scored on Tuesday on Wednesday night, good header, and we we've, we've seen him score a few goals from set pieces uh, last season, um, but yeah, it was it was poor, wasn't it? I, it was nowhere near. That header going back to Wallacott in goal, I don't know if there was a lack in communication there with heading it back to him, but I mean, he put it on a plate for him. Great finish by the guy, but um, yeah, going to see Terrell go off, um, I thought last week he had a really good game and obviously that tackle right at the end sets up the 4-4. Um, so yeah, a shame because that is a position we're really lacking in, obviously now with O'Connell. Uh, they said hopefully we'll have him back before Christmas, which would be nice because, wow, I mean, we're not banking on Ryan not getting sent sent off again before that. I know he'll be back now. He's done his suspension. Um, but fair play to Mitchell. I thought he came in yesterday um, after playing on Wednesday. He came in a lot earlier than he probably would have hoped for. Maybe didn't expect to come on at all. And I thought he played really well. Um, you just mentioned the second goal there. Uh, there was a reason why Stockley was unmarked in the box. That was because Mitchell did a good job of shielding off the other two defenders and Stockley had a free header. So, yeah, I thought he looked really composed on the ball yesterday. Um, and he dealt well with any attack that Colville came down with. And look, it's a massive jump for him playing immense football from the academy. And I think he's um, he's grasped it with both hands. And I don't know. I think I heard afterwards Garner said he might have to recall some because we've got Ness, El Aware, 
and um, Barker out on loan at the moment. So whether we'll have to recall one of them because, as we said with Ryan, he's got his injury issues. I'm not sure if he can play three games in a week. So that might be a position now where we start to look at and um, have to recall these players back. Yeah, and it would be a shame, of course, for their career development. But obviously, Charlton comes first, and and they're on our, they're on our books, and we may have to uh, have to do that. Uh, right, uh, the the third goal I thought was a, a glorious little finish from Jack Payne. Actually, a lovely lovely touch from the Fizding cross from Cessignon, uh, and he fired it across the goalkeeper into the back of the net. Uh, and then the uh, the fourth one, you know, Chooks and Ek. We know we know what Chooks is all about. A wonderful uh, goal as well. So yeah, it was an enjoyable day. Um, I really really pleased for for Colville. I thought I thought they made a good fist of it at times, and and their supporters were excellent. Their manager was very uh, complimentary of of the Charlton fans and uh, and the club as a whole. Uh, for for the way we conducted ourselves yesterday as well, which was nice to hear. Uh, and as I said, we're going to hear from Jake Eggleton later on. But let's hear from uh, Ben Garner, first of all, the Addicts boss. Uh, I asked him uh, for his views on yesterday's FA Cup. Yeah, I thought, first half, we were excellent. I think these are difficult ties. They they really are, um, because you've got everything to lose, nothing to gain, really. Um, but we, we were really good first half. I thought from, from right from the first whistle, uh, we controlled, we had purpose to our play. Uh, really professional in what we, we were doing, creating numerous opportunities and, and deservedly winning two up and probably about one or two more. So uh, we made it a little bit more difficult in the first half by, by giving a goal and giving them a lift and getting energy because I, I think we'd have probably gone ahead earlier if we hadn't done that. Um, but we you know, obviously got going again, got the third goal, got the fourth goal and, and overall a, a good performance and safely through to the next round. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be fairly routine at, at half-time. We have to take you off to Colville for the fight they showed in that second period. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a, it's a huge lesson for us in that goals give teams energy and momentum. And um, there was no danger at that stage of the game. And we were really comfortable. Uh, and by them getting that goal, their crowd go up. They've now got an extra zip in their legs and can press a little bit more and um, for five, ten minutes they really stepped on and, and made the game difficult for us so we then started moving the ball better again, got, got control back and as I say, creating numerous opportunities to, to go and make it a healthier scoreline which we did by the end. And on, on days like today I guess you want to see the, the fringe players who are sort of in and out making a name for themselves and, and Jack's certainly done that with his brace today. Yeah, I thought both Jack and, uh, and young Tyrese were excellent today uh, the two wide players I think Payne showed his quality, you know, his two goals and assists. His numbers this year are, are really good considering he's, he's playing time overall. Um, and TC was really bright. He was really bright today. He showed his quality 1v1, his pace. He's great for him for the first goal. Next level for him now is regularly goals and assists. That's what he's got to do now to get to the next level in his game. But uh, I think he's certainly got the potential to do that. Could Jack count himself as a bit unlucky not to be starting more often? Because as you said, he's, he's up there in terms of goal contributions yeah. with everyone else this season. Yeah, we want that competition and, um, and uh, you know, Payne's done great. He's Bearing in mind we've got a lot of players here that didn't have a full pre-season and Jack's one of them, Conor McGrandall's today's another. Um, and yeah, Payne, he's, he's done well when he's come on, he's had starts, he, he get plenty of playing time this season. We want that competition and that challenge in the team. There was someone who's needed a goal for a while again, Jaden Stockley. Loved the FA Cup, got four last season and, and got a good one today. Yeah, really good goal. And I thought he was really unlucky with the one first half. He had the bar, great effort. And uh, I thought his link-up play and his, his, his ability to bring others into the game today was really good as well. So strong performance from him and I'd say overall pretty good team performance. Would you have expected to have seen more from Jaden this season in terms of goals? Because I know he's, he's done a lot with his link-up play, but you know he's, yeah. he was top scorer last season, hasn't really been at, at the races in terms of in front of goal this season. Yeah, I think he's, I look at it as an overall contribution to the team you know we've scored lots of goals uh, especially here um, and for me it's about team goals I'm not you know players themselves want their targets and, and want to hit their numbers uh, for me it's about team outcomes uh, you know who creates who scores the goal brilliant fantastic but as long as it's for us and we're doing the right things that's what's important to me Running out of centre-halves now, that looked, um, that looked quite painful for Terrell, is there anything you can give us at this early stage? No, no, it's just one that we've got to assess, so um, yeah, that's the that's the big disappointment today, because we're so stretched at the back, uh, we just haven't got the numbers, and uh, yeah, we're, we'll have to assess that and just wait and see what that is. Is there scope for the players that are in non-league, would, would there be any scope to bring them back, is that in there in... In, in the, the deals yeah yeah, we have got recalls on uh, I think all the players that are out so um, if Terrell is anything uh, remotely serious then we'll be we'll be recalling at least one of those back yeah because uh, there's De- Deji's out there has got a bit of first team experience is yeah. he probably the, the nearest in the, in the pecking order at the moment yeah, I mean, we've got five out in the National League at the moment and two in the National South which is brilliant you know we spoke about it in the week in the sort of technical board meeting uh, Deji's played 
pretty much every game for Wildstone. He's done really well. Uh, Lucas Ness has just gone out to, to Torquay and um, I think they're due to play Derby tomorrow in the FA Cup, so what a great game for him. Um, you know, we've got lads out playing regular, which is what we want. It's, I think, the most we've ever had out on loan in that level. Um, and it's getting them great experience at a really good level of football. And hopefully each one of them coming back to us will be further developed and further along the line in terms of their careers. The, the manner of the goal that Charlton conceded today, I think Sam is someone who's been in and out of the team. He'll probably be a bit disappointed with the part he played in that. Well, how have you sort of assessed his, his start to the season? I thought Sam today was excellent by that. It was just a lapse um, and that happens, but he responded really well afterwards. He showed good character. Um, he almost scored at the other end to, to put it right. Um, and it was just a, a, a lapse, a lapse in concentration, a mistake. So uh, as a team, we want to reduce them as much as possible. And like I say, it's always good to have it in a defeat. And we learn the lesson from it without any damage and we move on. He, he's struggled with injuries last season, so he's never really had a proper run in the team to try and cement the place. So is that what you're sort of demanding from him over the next few weeks? Yeah, it's opportunities for, for everyone within the squad. Like I say, we haven't got a, a huge squad in terms of numbers. Everyone will get opportunities to play and um, it's that competition we want and each player coming in has to stake their claim you know, and take their opportunity and try and stay in the team and, and give me as many headaches as possible. Another cup tie coming up at Stevenage. What, what sort of, obviously don't tell me the lineup, but what sort of team are you, are you thinking? Is it going to be full strength roughly because it's, it's a big game? Yeah, every, every game's a big game. You know, we've, we've, had, we've had three cup games in a six-day period with Wednesday, today and, and Tuesday. Um, we've picked teams for each game in, in advance. I've looked ahead and, and tried to do that. Uh, obviously, Terrell losing Terrell will change that a little bit now for Tuesday, so I'll have to reassess sort of the thoughts on that. Um, but we want to go down and win the game. You know, we, we, we set ourselves a target of three cup games in this period. We want to win all three. That's two down, one to go. Um, and we've also got to look ahead to Burton on, on Saturday. So, uh, no, we'll have a good team out on Tuesday and obviously we'll be looking to, to progress in the next round of that. Lots of the players who are left out today, like Fraser, Raksaki, Kirk, I mean, they're all just rested, no, no problems there? Or... Yeah, no, uh, Kirk, he was ill, um, so nothing, nothing too major, just a bit of illness with him. Um, and there's been a couple that have had sort of uh, minor injuries they've been playing through, Scott Fraser being one, Corey Blackett-Taylor being another. Um, so we've just offloaded them this week and just they needed a period of rest. Um, I would hope that both will come back into the frame for, for Tuesday. Scott certainly will. Hopefully, Corey will as well. Uh, Jez is fine. Um, he'll, be, he'll be back available for Tuesday. And I think that's it, yeah. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joe. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. Joe has scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it, Joe. Guess it! Come on! What a time to be here! Here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! Charlton Live.
Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, hope you're enjoying uh, your Sunday. It's Louis Mendes, Sue Gallup and Ben Cloak looking back at yesterday's 4-1 win over Colville Town uh, in the FA Cup. 92 places between the two sides. So an entire Football League pyramid between the two sides. But, you know, they, 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 had, a, they had a good go of it at times. But, you know, our, our class shone through uh, in the end. Um, we just heard from Ben Garner. He, he was pleased with what he saw. Um, but I wonder what you guys uh, felt about it as well. Uh, I asked for some messages in, and uh, let's have a look at your tweets from yesterday. Stuart says, well, after all this said and done, uh, we're in a healthier uh, position uh, this season than last season. Two cup wins in a week, a comeback to match all league comebacks, chin up Charlton fans, uh, Ben Garner is doing a grand job. Uh, we all know uh, it could be better, though, with backing uh, from Thomas Sangard. Uh, Southern Comfort said, another defensive injury. You must be kidding, that is insane. Yeah, we have had a bit of bad luck uh with, with the defend, defenders uh, recently um may, maybe yeah may, maybe that's a, a a concern for us spencer says overcome a, a tricky hurdle yesterday bad news about losing terrell thomas though we're down to the bare bones uh, at center half matt said i think we do need to recall a letter away pronto uh thomas uh looked like another knee injury innis uh, is back but we are short uh, on uh, cover but the game was a, a regulation when Morgan played like he was flipping a coin heads a good pass tails a shocker <laughs> uh, yeah inconsistency I guess, I guess was the problem yesterday Natalie says Zach Mitchell was very assured when he came on for Terrell Thomas uh, second first team out in, in a week and didn't put a foot wrong strong and uh, go uh, good going forward as well yeah you forget and I, even when I spoke to him on, on Wednesday after the Papa John's which we heard on Thursday's pod He's certainly got a good head on his shoulders. You forget he's only 17 years old, which is remarkable, actually, uh, how, how young he is. Uh, Stuart said, we put a strong side out to keep the confidence going, um, and, and we should do the same on uh, Tuesday at Stevenage. Get Jake Forstakaski in the team. There must be some good team spirit uh, going now. Uh, Nat said, a mate of mine at work is a magpie and warned us uh, against a cup upset. I was confident we would field a strong side, and we did. Colville uh, would probably have turned over a lesser side. And I agree with that. I think that there is danger that teams at League One who make too many changes, you, you're giving up your advantage. You know, if you're a Premier League team and you make changes and you're putting in Premier League youngsters, then you've probably still got a bit of an advantage over lower league teams. But when you do it, at League One level, you make too many changes and you, you're playing players who would pretty much be out on loan at teams like Colville anyway. So you, you, we, I'm glad we didn't do that. And finally, John, uh, Sam LaFell was poor for Ipswich's third. His marking for the Brighton goal in midweek was terrible and his header today uh, for Colville goal was a joke. Uh, he should not be anywhere near playing for the first team. He would be more suited uh, to playing park football uh, on a Sunday. That's a uh, very, uh, very strong views there. Uh, Alan said, we put a strong team out. Uh, too strong, I thought. Ben clearly not been told about the Charlton injury win- winter curse uh, that's been put on the club. And he should have put a weaker team out and said, just hope that Terrell Thomas uh, is not out too long as now we're short at the back. And what would have, it uh, should have been uh, the Jaden Stockley uh, build confidence and get some goals going. We went from controlling the game, playing it, uh, and in what seemed third gear, to again giving away a goal from our mistake. Gave us all the nervous 10 minutes at 2-1 uh, until we scored again. Great to see Jake, though, uh, back in the Charlton shirt. I don't know what the reason why he's not playing or around the matchday squad, but if we can't let him play, then please to let him leave on a free as it's criminal a player of his quality uh, not being on the pitch when fit. Couldn't really understand uh, with Chooks' injury record why he was in the matchday squad for a game like that. Uh, when he did come on, we were just praying he didn't pull up. Great to see some of the youngsters out there uh, and can see them all in a Charlton shirt for years to come. More of the same uh, for the Stevenage game, please. Thanks, guys. Uh, great listen. As always, that's from Alan. Absolute pleasure. Thank you uh, for your message, uh, Alan. Uh, we've got more interviews uh, as well coming your way. Um, and uh, yesterday, uh, I was lucky enough to speak to Jack Payne for the first time. Of course, the uh, diminutive uh, midfielder. That's that's what you say when someone's small, isn't it? He's five foot five. Um, he scored uh, scored twice yesterday and got an assist. Uh, came to speak to me after the game uh, and I asked him for his views uh, on the cup win over Colville. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, they made it a lot more difficult than we expected, um, to be honest. Um, we got the goal in the first half and we got the second just before half-time, so we, we thought we'd probably go on to get a few more in the second half, but it didn't go quite like that. They they pulled one back, but yeah, we we managed to get it back in our favour and obviously really pleased with the 4-1 win and through to the next round. Yeah, you must be pleased with your personal contribution as well. Obviously, a brace. You, you've been sort of in and out of, of the league team, so days like today are all about showing Ben Garner what, you, what you're all about. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, really pleased, obviously, to get two goals and an assist is, is a good return for me today and obviously the goal on Wednesday adds nicely to that but yeah I said to myself uh, before this week obviously I didn't come on in the last league game and I said I need to 
got a few cup games that I should play and hopefully, yeah, I've got to do what I can to stake a claim in the team on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, your goal contributions are up there with the best of them in, in, in the league team. Do you feel like you're a bit unlucky not to have started a few more games? Um, yeah, it's hard to say. I think, I think I'm on five goals and six assists now, which is, which is a good return, which I'm really pleased with. But listen, we've, we've got some really good players and yeah, the man, the, every, every game, the, the manager names the team that he thinks is most equipped to win the game on that day and I've just got to do what I can to, to get myself in that team. And yeah, I, I have full trust in the gaffer and, and I speak to him and yeah, it's just about doing what I can on a regular basis to get myself starting regular. Obviously, you came, you came in slightly behind everyone else in terms of, of a pre-season as well. Do you think that maybe held you back perhaps at the start? Um, I'd say, yeah, maybe it held me back at the start. Um, I worked really hard before I come here on my own to make sure I was fit enough when I did come. But, yeah, I think maybe that pulled me back a bit at the beginning of the season. But obviously, we're well into the season. I've started a lot of games in the Cups and a few in the league. And I've come on most games, so I'm definitely more than match fit. And, yeah, I want to I wanna be starting every game. If of, of course I do, like everyone else does. But, yeah, I definitely, I'm desperate to be starting regular. I'm, gu- I'm guessing Ben was quite a big pull for you to, to come to the Valley, having worked with him before. Yeah, definitely. He was, he was a massive pull for me. Um, obviously, the club speaks for itself it's a huge club and I'm honoured to be a part of it but yeah in terms of obviously I had the gaffer last year the style he plays and how well we done last year for me to continue to work with him was a no-brainer but yeah apart from that the, the club's it's an incredible club so yeah it ticked all the boxes Anyone looking at you from afar probably wouldn't have thought you'd be known for your headings I think that, is that two already this season? Yeah two headers this season uh, it's something I work on a lot in training in terms of not heading. Well, yeah, we do a bit of heading, but more about timing into the box and arriving at the right time. And Tyrese has put a lovely ball in today for me and really pleased to see that go in. But yeah, not used to scoring headers. So yeah, really pleased when they go in. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of the FA Cup, uh, obviously the, the big clubs don't come into the third round. Is that something that you, you guys are seeing as a, a bit of a target trying to get into the third round now? Yeah, definitely. I think... In the cups, we're, we're we're still in all the cups. Every 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 time you win a cup and progress to the next round, it's an extra game, it's an extra opportunity. And like myself, uh, we've just touched on the fact that I've not been starting regular in the league. The more cup games there are, the more opportunities I get to stake a claim. So yes, it's definitely positive. The more games we get, then the better. Especially we've got so many good players in the squad who who deserve to be playing. So yeah, it's it's really helpful. Yeah, in, in terms of the league position so far, just sitting outside the playoffs, is there, is there still a lot of confidence in the squad that they can try and continue the the run that they've gone on build on the, the momentum from that 4-4 with Ipswich? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think in the league we've, we've, we've shown how good we can be. The results haven't followed completely, but I think we're starting to definitely see improvements in results. And you see it over the years, I've seen it many, many times, the sort of teams that are in and around the playoffs, come Christmas time, come January, they go on a run at the right time and the momentum's in their favour and that, they're the ones who usually get promoted. And obviously we want to win as many games as possible, but I think you've got to be open-minded and... You know, there'll be certain teams who might be ahead of us in the league but haven't been performing as well. But when it comes to the end of the season, that, that's where it really matters, where you are on the table. So it's a, it's, a, it's a process, but I think we're on the right path. When we look ahead to Stevenage on, on Tuesday, I think a lot of Charlton fans were a bit disappointed with the draw. But if any of the team wants to underestimate them, they'll, they'll, they'll be doing the wrong thing there. If you look at their home form, it's remarkable. And that's going to be a big test. 100%. Any Steve Evans side is a, is a massive test. His... his He's got them like right at the top end of the league. I think the top three, um, yeah, it'd be really difficult. I know a few of their players and really good players, and yeah, it'll, it'll be a massive test, especially at their place. So yeah, if anyone thinks we're going to go there and get an easy ride, there's no chance. It's going to be a real, real tough game. And but it's one we've got to rise to the challenge, and hopefully we can get through. Because chances are, if we do get through, we're going to draw a prem team. Yeah, I was going to say, is that is that a big sort of draw for you? The the, the, the fact that you could get one of the one of the big clubs in the next round. I think it's always a nice occasion when you get a Prem team. It's something that excites players. It's something you look forward to. But yeah, I think more, more than anything, we want to win every game. I think Stevenage is going to be a different test to what we've had previously. And it's a test that we've got to step up to. And I think it's going to be a really difficult challenge and one that hopefully we can come above. There we go. That's Jack Payne uh, speaking after yesterday's uh, Cup win. I mean, Sue, Sue mentioned it herself, Ben. But in terms of league starts, I mean, I... I asked Ben about it in the interview earlier about whether Jack is perhaps a little bit unlucky not not to have featured more in the league. It's only three starts and I think eleven sub sub appearances when I was looking up yesterday. Um, it's a tough one because he is, like I said, he's in a position where we've got some pretty good players, but his his numbers for considering most of the time he has come off the bench are remarkable. Yeah, as you said, he's up there with assists and goals, isn't he? For us this season, he's probably. Well, I, I guess him and Scott Fraser are right up at the top for that. Um, but yeah, look, he scored 13 league goals last season and five assists under this manager. 
So he, he must know how to get the best out of him. Um, and I think I just love his attitude. When he comes on, he just always wants the ball. He's just running around going, give me the ball. Like He brings us up the pitch a lot as well, especially when he comes on, I think. He, he takes the pressure away and, and draws draws men away and, and we were able to get up the pitch quicker. But as we said, like yesterday, it's hard to know exactly what the best position is to play him because you look at his two goals yesterday, they both come from he's in the box. Um, obviously, the header where he's ran in and headed it really well. And the second one, I mean, Sessignon pings it into him, but his first touch is brilliant, draws him away from the defender and it's a great finish in the bottom corner. So if you're looking for someone like that, can he do a job next to Jaden and kind of be that other man in the box to draw the pressure away from Jaden? Um, because I think you kind of you'd lose that if he was stuck on the wing. Because if he's stuck on the wing, then he's he's a predatory player around the box and can pick up on loose balls. So yeah, we've we've seen some good things from him lately. Um, again, another good finish on Wednesday where he's taken the ball inside in the box and scored. So. Um, yeah, it, look, he's a great option to have, but I think with Corey and, and Jez, they're like the out-and-out wingers. I don't think he's an out-and-out winger. I think he's more as a 10 or playing up with Stockley to draw that pressure away, maybe more than Kirk would do. But, um, he, yeah, as we said, he's definitely got to be close now to that starting eleven because mm. he, he, the impact he's made. Yeah, certainly. Right, let's have a look at a couple of emails that have come in as well. Chris says, uh, Hi all. Uh, I thought it was a good, solid performance from the team, although we did look shaky for a few minutes when they scored uh, from another defensive error. Let's help Terrell, uh, Let's hope Terrell's injury isn't serious, as we need him uh, and he has looked good. It would be interesting to know how Deji is getting on at Wildstone, as he looked like a quality player last season. We'd love to see Richard Chin uh, giving a go at Stevenage, a game uh, where we need, uh, we need to take seriously as we try uh, to get a big draw in the next round and create a buzz. Uh, around the club for the right reasons. Yeah, that's what Jack was saying at the end of his interview as well, wasn't it? Um, is there a way? I thought when we played him in a couple of league games last season, Sue, he looked a little bit nervy. Now, remember, he came in during that pre-season out of nowhere. It looks really good. Um, but then we, we, you wouldn't want a player of his age, was he 18, 19, to be playing regular league football until he feels like he's ready. So I'm not surprised to see that we've sent him out on loan. Um, and I think... If, if a player was already good enough and confident enough to be playing in, in the league squad, he wouldn't have been sent out on loan. That's why I think it's a, a last resort. Uh, you don't want to put too much pressure on him. Like, it, it was different when it was Joe Gomez because you, you knew he was ready. I, don't, I, I think Deji probably isn't quite ready yet, even though he did have a very good pre-season last season and a couple of good games. I, th- I think he looked nervous at times. Yeah, I think we talked about in the week, didn't we, with, with starting young players um, through the academy and you, you you worry that potentially if you knock their confidence too much, you ruin the the potential player that they could be. Um, I think it's happened to us over the years. I think probably Joe Piggott was one of the ones that stands out for me. But I th- yeah, I think Deji's like, he's one of them that he, you can see the potential there. But like you say, he doesn't look quite ready for that just yet. And I think playing in the league that he's in at the moment is gonna is gonna teach him a lot. It's, it's a tough league to play in, um, and hopefully, when he does eventually come back, he'll be full of confidence and ready to sort of be in and around the first team. I just worry, like you say, about the impact of. If he has a bad game or he's at fault for a goal or something like that, you you you're gonna lose him because um, that confidence is such a massive issue, especially at that young age. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I agree with you what you're saying about it being too soon. Excellent stuff. Yeah, uh, hopefully a last resort. But you know, ideally he'd stay out there at Wheelstone and get more game time because you know there's a, certainly a player in there, but he just needs some more of that experience. Right? Duncan says, uh, "I went to the game yesterday. Only my third game this season, and was very pleased with the attitude of the players. Uh, we were at it. Gutted for Terrell Thomas. Hopefully uh, it's not too serious. The youngsters did well, especially Campbell and Mitchell. Uh, Payne took his goals well. Uh, for me, has he scored more headers than Stockley? He scored the same amount of headers as Stockley. Uh, they've both scored two so far this season. Uh, some." Praise for the two uh, maligned players, uh, Sam uh, Lavelle. Yes, an awful mistake, but apart from that, I thought he played very well. A vital interception at 2-1 uh, 
uh, and he was constantly talking to Zach Mitchell. Secondly, uh, praise for Stockley, took his goal well uh, and unlucky to hit the bar. The system does not suit him, but he keeps trying. I thought he showed a touch of class to wait by the tunnel uh, while the Colville players celebrated uh, after the game to shake hands uh, with each of the players as they came off the pitch. We look forward uh, to seeing who we get in the next round. Yeah, the draw's on uh, Monday night. Uh, I, don't know, I think I'm hoping for a non-league team away, just because I, I enjoy those ties. Uh, and then, yeah, I want to get into the third round, though, of course, so we can get one of the big boys. Right, Mickey uh, says, Hi, well, apologies if you've gone into this before, but what is the view on Jake Forstikaski? He's shown his class twice this week in cup games, uh, even though he has zero match fitness. Is it a contractual reason he's not selected? Uh, agreed you can't break up Dobbo and Fraser at the moment, but you're telling me he couldn't make an impact coming off the bench. Uh, betting the McGrandles and Albie, in my opinion, don't become... A bad player overnight. Well, yeah, we we have we have discussed it. Um, the, the question was put to Ben Garner, as I said on Wednesday. He didn't say no. It's not a contractual reason. He said he's not aware of any contractual reasons, and he does he just uh, um, picks him based on on football. So that that's that's the answer to to that question that the club are giving. Whether there is a contract in there that the club aren't talking about is is obviously a, a, another a discussion matter. Right, the. The story of yesterday, one one of the best stories for me, of course, was the uh, the Colville Town player Jake Eggleton, uh, who's a big Charlton fan and, and has been for all his life. His parents are season ticket holders in the covered end, but yesterday he was uh, living the dream and uh, turning out for Colville Town, uh, marking Jaden Stockley. I thought he, I thought that he put in a couple of good blocks on Jaden as well as well. So we're here. I asked him about that later on in the show. Uh, came so close to scoring right at the very end as well, which would have been one hell of an ending uh, to the match. But Jake uh, was kind enough to come and speak to me after the game, and I asked him what the day had been like for him and his family. Well, Jake, uh, we always interview Charlton fans on Charlton Live. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's our thing that we do. But it's very rare that they've played for the opposition. I mean, how how was it for you out there today? Oh, it was unreal. I mean, shame about the result, but. To have sort of all my family friends at the ground, Charlton to sort of pack it to a good level. I couldn't have asked for much more apart from getting a goal, maybe, which I nearly managed, but yeah, not quite. It was going through your mind. I saw you, saw you rising highest at the far post, and I thought my two quid on any time goal scorer was coming in. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people in that away end had a sort of couple of quid bet on me to score. So, yeah, I mean, I've risen, I've seen it, I've jumped early, and I'm thinking, here we go, I've got a chance here, and then it just got saved, which is unfortunate. But yeah, no, a really good day, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's a 4 1 result, but I don't think a 4 1 probably reflected how, how tense that opening 15, 20 minutes of the yeah. second half felt for Charlton. What did you see as the game as a whole? No, I agree. I think sort of to go, if we went in 1-0, it's maybe a different game. I think 2-0 to concede from a corner and no one likes doing that, especially like we come here, we don't expect to concede from set pieces. That's what we should sort of be good at. And then, but to be fair to us, we did manage to get one back and then I thought we had a 10, 15 minute spell there where we looked, looked sort of on top and I think we maybe just didn't create enough and then I think their quality just came out. They're a full-time outfit, we're not, so... I think there's always plenty of Charlton fans who watch the game and throughout the years have been going, oh, I could deal with him, I'll be able to. What's it like actually marking one of the strikers like Jaden Stock if you've got a good block on him? In the yeah, no, I mean, it's up. difficult. He's flipping massive, isn't it? <laughs> and then it doesn't help when you bring Chucks on as well, two absolute big units. But no, it was a good experience, good little learning curve, things you pick up. So, no, to be honest, mate, I just really enjoyed the old day. I know we lost, but I got to play a front at the Valley. All my friends and family couldn't ask for much more. Yeah, and what, what's the day been like for your family sitting in the away end today? Yeah, I think it's been a bit different, obviously. Um, normally in that north stand, so yeah, a bit different. See the game maybe slightly differently, but yeah, again, I think they had a great day. Um, the whole build up, everything, yeah, it made it a bit special. Yeah. And it looks like the Trump fans really sort of bought into the whole occasion. That they, they, sort of, they, they stayed behind to clap you off at the end. Yeah, no, nah, that was a sort of a special moment for me. I, I was sort of hoping in my head that that might happen um, because. I know how it feels when you sort of, I've, I've been there myself, stay behind and give them a clap. It, do, it does really make a difference. So now I really want to just thank thank all of them for doing that because, yeah, it made my day even more special. There we go. Well done to, to Jake. I, I, hope, I really hope you enjoyed your day and, and, and hopefully uh, you, you get another chance to play at the Valley. As, as your career progressed, he, he has had a, a really fascinating career. Came up, uh, he was on our books very briefly. Uh, then he'd end up at West Ham's sort or of same year group, I think, as Declan Rice. Uh, and they've sort of uh, gone in, gone their separate ways, but he's uh, he's now uh, plying his trade with uh, with Colville, and, and yesterday, yeah, li- lived the dream. A brilliant day for uh, for Jake. Now, um, during the week, uh, well, a couple of weeks ago now, you may remember uh, that the Charlton Athletic Supporters Trust sat down and had a meeting uh, with Thomas Sangard to discuss some of the issues. Uh, and the ambitions uh, around the club uh, at the moment. Now, I wanted to find out a little bit more uh, about the meeting, so I spoke to Richard Wiseman from the Supporters Trust, and he tells us all about the sit-down they had uh, with Thomas Sangard. Well, I think overall, 
it, it was disappointing, um, you know, because what Thomas is looking to do is build momentum, fill the valley, increase revenue, and I think we're all on board with that. Um, and But although there were some positives in there, I think overall what he said and how he said it wasn't likely to motivate people. Um, more likely, in fact, to damage his credibility, reduce the goodwill that he needs um, if he's going to um, build momentum and, and fill the valley. Mm. So on the whole, I didn't really feel it was uh, a, a positive thing, although there were some positives in it. Yeah, well, let, let's start with those positives then. What, what, what were the things that you were pleased with coming out of the meeting? Well, first of all, the fact that he agreed to meet with us. I mean, let's not forget that de Chatelet ignored us for six years, wouldn't speak to us. Um, we've had, well, I don't know, five or six meetings with um, Thomas Sangard. Uh, he's been open, and I think he was open and frank um, in the meeting. He didn't have to meet us, and he did. So, you know, fair play to him for that. Um he talked about strengthening the squad in the window and possibly that costing money. Um, uh, and I mean, I don't think that necessarily means transfer fees because if you look at our current squad, some of the most consistent players um, we didn't have to pay transfer fees for. But he, he seemed to be open to the idea that the squad did need strengthening. We pointed out to him very specifically the lack of a left-footed left-back um, that was so noticeable against um, Milton Keynes. Um, he seemed to take that on board and be prepared to invest. Um, I mean, you know, we'll talk about this aim to break even in a minute, perhaps, mm. but he, he was quite strong on the fact that that wouldn't be achieved by cost-cutting. Um, you know, I mean, you don't have to be a genius to realise that if you cut costs to break even, you... Um, you know, you're not going to achieve much. Um, so at least, you know, he wasn't saying, look, it doesn't add up. I'm going to have to really cut back in expenditure in a big way. And I suppose the other thing that felt felt positive was that he said, at least, that he wanted to make sure the academy produced more leverage in terms of outcomes. Um, he specifically talked, to, for example, about um, Miles Lieburn. Um, Lieburn wouldn't be leaving in January for, you know, a small amount of money to help the bottom line for the season. He wanted um, us to hang on to academy players, get them on long contracts. Um, hopefully they'd continue to play for us, but if they didn't, they'd leave for a decent fee. Hmm. Um, I'm, uh, I'm aware of the fact, of course, that he was in charge um, when Mason Burstow left last year, but I mean, maybe his hands were a bit tied on that one. Mm. Um, but he, he seemed to be clear that he wanted young players tied down and on contracts so that when they did leave, which I guess supporting a club like Charlton is pretty inevitable in the end, but when they did leave, they would leave for a good fee. So mm. those were some of the positives we took out of it. Yeah, but I mean, so obviously, I mean, getting the impression from from the trust zone right up of it a few days after that there were there were plenty of negatives uh, as well. I mean, the, the, the first one that's highlighted is just the change of, of ambition. So you spoke about yeah. the, the, the break-even plan now. And, and how, how did he explain how that would fit in with any form of success for the club because it doesn't feel like that would be the case especially if if he's not going to do it by cost cutting and if he's going to do it by increasing revenues is is there belief in the trust board that that's going to be possible in league 1 in terms of getting I don't know more hospitality sold and more more advertising um no there isn't um i mean there are plenty of people with more experience of these things than i've got um who just think it's fantasy economics um it, and it, it really can't be done. Um, so, I mean, I think that the, the, in a way, the more people who say to him, Thomas, you can't do this, it, it just won't add up. You'd have to produce commercial income at a level that we got in the Premier League. Um, you'd have to get gates, you know, doubled what they are at the moment to get anywhere near breaking even. Um, it almost feels like the more people who tell him that, the more entrenched he gets in the belief that he can do it. Um, and um, I think the worry is that it is a fantasy. Um, there are, you know, if he's not going to cut costs, and I guess there's a limited amount he could anyway, then in the end, the only way to break even will be player sales. Mm. Um, 
So, yeah, no, I think we felt some dismay at the fact that he was still um, believing that all the people who'd gone in the past um, and all the people who run other League One clubs didn't have his, um, I don't know, his genius for, for, for increasing revenue um, and, and making it add up. And, and mm. it just doesn't really seem, I mean, I think it's really damaged his credibility. Yeah. Um, to I mean, many people who really know what they're talking about don't y- believe it. Yeah, I mean, you spoke about the importance of the academy as well and he said, I mean, I mean, he, he has admitted there has been cost-cutting in the academy as well, so is that something that the Trust raised? Well, I mean, he, he, he played that down in, in, the, in the interview. Um, you know, he was saying things like, um, we can, I think he was saying the academy hadn't really been looked at with any sort of scrutiny for some years. Um, and that the, I'm just looking at what he actually said, yeah, he felt the money going into the academy could be distributed a little smarter. Um, so, you know, he's looking for, I guess, pretty minor changes um, in terms of how money is spent. Um, but I think we all know that we're talking you know, peripheral amounts of money. Mm. Um, so he, he, he played that down. I mean, he, he basically said, look, we can do things slightly better. And I'm sure, you know, that, that that may well be true. He talked about the club generally, about that there was a thousand business, um, uh, what's the word, business um, ideas that could be brought in to improve things. And I'm sure that's the case, but I think it's all around the edges really in terms mm. of the, the millions we're talking about. Yeah. And, and another big point that has been raised and has been spoken about by a lot of fans is of course the non-football management, um, yeah. management structures at the club. And in particular, perhaps some of the, the culture inside the club, you know, we've been well aware of, um, yeah. of, of accusations of, of bullying inside the club. We've, we've seen leaks coming out from out uh, inside the club. We've seen people who've left, uh, you know, we're well aware yeah. of, of things like uh, what, what listener Ray Bates has, has spoken about with uh, with, with certain <clears throat> members of staff. Um, yep. It was it was a, an answer that it suggested that the culture at the club was quite deliberate. Which, which uh, again, I mean, what, what was the trust reaction to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I was quite taken aback by that. I I I, I was expecting him to say something along the lines of look you know we need to have we need to challenge staff to 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 achieve the best they can and sometimes and that can be difficult for people but we'd hardly got through the question about um the aggressive culture and he interrupted and said it's deliberate um we need to make change um and um that's not going to um you know, that's not going to build any sense, really, if we're all in it together. Um, I think the, 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 the goodwill that obviously had massive goodwill when he came in and bought the club, all these reports coming out of the club of people leaving, people being, being well, sacked, to be honest, um, and, and people feeling bullied, um, it just damages his credibility and, and, and the goodwill that he, had, he originally had. Mm. Um, but he was, he was, you know, there was no, nothing apologetic, nothing about, you know, he might have said, look, I'm not afraid of having a challenging and quite aggressive culture within the organisation. I think that's healthy. Um, but if it tips over a line into bullying, then I'm not happy. Hmm. But he didn't say that. He didn't say that. Yeah, that's uh, interesting indeed. Right, I mean, you mentioned, uh, the, the Trust mentioned uh, the, the roles of the fan advisors, so um, Lucy and, and Lewis, yeah. of course, um, and, and in the Trust sort of, Come back to that. There was some concern about the the way that they they're being utilised by the club. Yeah, I mean they're fine people. Um, I've got a lot of time for them. They're putting time in for the club. They want to see the best they can for the club. Um, what we shouldn't forget is that they're, they're they've been appointed by Thomas. Um, the supporters' trust is a democratically elected organisation um, which is independent of the club. Um, and we understood originally the idea of the fan advisor um, would be people who advised the ownership of the club and the senior management um, from a fan's perspective. And it actually seems the way he wants to promote the fan advisors now is more as spokespeople for the club. 
um, I think it puts them in a difficult position. It'd be interesting to see how they manage it. Um, but he he certainly had no time at all for any idea that the supporters' trust might um, be useful in advising him. Um, what was it he said? Just turn up and cheer on the team. Don't mm. worry about the management structure. Um, and he very specifically said that about the supporters' trust. Um, and I can only assume that, you know, because we've challenged him on a couple of issues, um, the, 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 the renaming of the women's team and the um, robots sponsorship, um, that he feels I don't really want these people coming along um, challenging me. Um, just put your red and white scarf on and come and cheer on the team. And obviously, it obviously didn't go well with us, but I don't think it went down with supporters generally because it just seemed like it was pretty patronising and it doesn't fit the Charlton culture. Mm. Um, you know, we've we've had this celebration the other week of the Back to the Valley process um, and what one of the things we were celebrating and what came through on the night was how much the supporters and the directors, the management and the players can achieve if, if they're united. Um, and so being told to cheer up, turn up and cheer on the team, it, it did feel a bit um, like, um, you know, your customers, not supporters um, mm. from a few years back. Yeah. So just, so just in conclusion then, after, after the meeting, where, where, where does the trust see things going next? Yeah. Is, what, what, what comes now? Well, I mean, what we asked him at the end of the meeting was, would he agree to a, a broader uh, Q and A with with cast members? And he's done that, I think, a couple of times in the past. Um, so that that would be the next step. Um, any trust member who would like to question him directly, um, we, we would do that. I in in the. Previously, he's been a bit more enthusiastic about that. And um, I said, yes, I'll do that. We must check my schedule. This time he said, well, I'll check my schedule. Um, but we, we will be certainly following up and saying, right, could we have some dates um, for a Q&A directly with you so that supporters can put their concerns, questions, whatever, to you directly. Um, so that's that's the initial thing. Longer term, uh, you know, as a supporters trust, our role is to um, continue to engage with the owner and management, and that's what we'll carry on doing. Um, and you know, uh, we, we see our role as being a critical friend, supporting the ownership as often as we can. We've all got the same aim, but um, you know, being a critical friend when um, when we don't think things are being done right. Excellent stuff. So, and, and finally, of course, uh, not not just here to talk about the, the meeting. There are there are a couple of uh, events celebrating that return to the valley thirty years ago to to come up still. That's right. I mean, we had a great evening um, week before last with um, former players, directors, and and, and um, fan activists celebrating that. Um, there's another one coming up on Thursday the seventeenth which is celebrating particularly Valley Gold and the Academy. Um, Chris Solly, Steve Brown, John Fortune, Kevin Lisby and Steve Avery um, are going to be there. And that would be a good um, forum if you have concerns about the Academy um, and the funding of it to come along and ask questions. Um, so that's just £10 to attend. And then the dinner, the Back to the Valley dinner is... Get this right, Thursday, December the 1st. Um, and that is the traditional, you know, £80 a seat dinner, um, which has been held over the years. Um, the trust has been asked by the committee um, because they want to offer a complimentary table for Valley Party people. Um, that doesn't just mean candidates, but people who are involved in the Valley Party. So we will soon be putting out a notification that if you were um, involved in the Valley Party 30 years ago and you'd like to come and have a free dinner um, and everything else that goes with it, um, to let us know. So that's a date for the diary um, for Thursday, December the 1st, the night before the Cheltenham game. There we go. Thanks to Richard for giving up his time uh, last night to have that conversation uh, with me. I hope you guys will glean some uh, interesting information out of that. Now, finally, Tuesday night, we're in the third round of the League Cup, uh, going to Stevenage. Um, this has got an absolute nightmare written all over it, hasn't it, Ben? Stevenage have won 11, I mean, is it 10 out of their 11 home games in all competitions this season? 
they lost the other one, and that was the most recent one. So <laughs> against Northampton, who are flying high in in League Two as well. Um, a Steve Evans side away on a rainy Tuesday night in in a cup game. This is going to be horrible. <laughs> yeah, I think we've nearly sold out the away end as well, haven't we? So we've got a big following going. Um, we know what he's about. We've come up against him a lot of times and his sides. Um, they're having a great season this year. I think against all odds as well. I don't think they were tipped to um, be promoted this they were fa- season. Their favourites but... to be right down the bottom. They only, they only just stayed up last season, didn't they? Yeah. And look, he's, he, he just gets teams going, doesn't he? I don't know how he does it. I've heard a lot of interviews with different players talking about about him. But look, he, he gets teams going. He sets them up well. I'm guessing Gilby won't be playing for them because that would be a serious own goal on our part if we let our own lone player play for them. But, um, yeah, look, it's, it's a big game because, look, we saw Colville on yesterday um, celebrating at the end with their players. I mean, that, that could be us at Anfield after we've got um, we've we've drawn or beaten them there. Do you know what I mean? It's massive for us to have a big day out like that. We haven't had a big Premier League uh ground to go to in a while or, or get one of them down to us so that that, that would be massive I'm sure um, we'd have a massive well the valley would be sold out easily to get one of those boys so it is going to be a big tie for us probably the biggest out of these three cup games we've come up against because of the um, consequences if we do win um, so but as you said it is going to be a tough game because we know what they're like um, we've also got to be careful because we've had so many injuries of late Obviously, mm. the league's the most important thing. Um, so we have got to be careful. I mean, I, t- I don't know who we start with at the back now. I know Ryan's back, but especially losing Egbo as well. It's a massive loss. So we have got to be careful with the way we rotate the squad. We've got to keep that freshness, keep that fighting for places. But also, people like Dobbo, oh, I, I know he only did 45 minutes yesterday, but I was unsure giving him those 45 minutes because we can't let people like him and Fraser get injured because um, that would really screw up our season. Yeah, certainly. I mean, what, how, how strong do we go then, Sue? Because I, I don't know, I, I've sort of honed in on this game as actually, yeah, I, I feel like this is quite an important one for us. I feel like, you know, whatever happens in the league is going to happen. Uh, I, have, I have my doubts. Um, but, you know, cup runs are fun. And, and if if we get through, as Jack Payne said, I mean, the, the likelihood is now that we'd get a premium. We're... we're I don't want to say unlucky because I think Stevenage were also unlucky to draw us. We were unlucky to draw them. Both teams would have wanted a bigger club. Um, but if we do get through, the likelihood is we'll we'll, we'll get someone more interesting. So and, and they'll be thinking the same. So I, I'd like us to go quite strong. Yeah, I, I, if I'm honest, I would have preferred us to go as strong as we went yesterday for Tuesday. Um, but as we know, we haven't got a lot of depth in our squad. We are struggling with, with injuries. Um, so at some points, it's that, that decision is almost taken out of Ben's hands and he's just got to go with who he thinks can get through the game, um, sort of relatively unscathed, and, but go with the strongest that you can. Because like you say, that's not only in terms of getting getting a big club in the next round, it's like money-wise, if we're struggling with money, it's, it's another bit of an earner, isn't it? And um, a bit more confidence building for the, the squad in getting another win if we can get that. But like you say, any time we come across uh, against a Steve Evans side, it's always a bit of a nightmare. Um, it's almost like he puts that beast into a... In, I don't know, I wouldn't want to say beast mode because I think that's already taken by someone else. But it's, so someone it's, of similar build, but I'd suggest different uh, body fat percentage. Yeah, yeah, and it's that horrible mentality that he's got <laughs> that he seems to pass on to his team. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be a tough, I think it'll be a tough one, but I would like to, us to go strong just so that we know, so that we we got a better chance of getting through to the next round. Excellent stuff. Well, really looking forward to the game on Tuesday. Don't forget, uh, we'll be back on Thursday and we'll look back at that game uh, with Stevenage and ahead to next Saturday's trip uh, up to Burton Albion uh, as well. Right, thanks for everyone who's uh, tuned in to this week's Channel 9 if we've run out of time. Uh, thanks for your messages uh, as well. Great to speak to Jake Eggleton yesterday. Thanks to Jack Payne uh, for coming to speak to us and Ben Garner, of course. Uh, as always, uh, Sue and Ben, uh, three, three shows in a row, an absolute pleasure. 
Yes, yeah, it's been lovely. Ball. Yeah, Fact, absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Thanks for work. having me back. Oh, you're more, more, always welcome, always welcome. Right, I'm Louis Mendez. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we shall be back again on Thursday. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.